Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. With Tony Maradero. 55 seconds left in the penalty, a minute and 27 seconds left in regulation time. Boston 4, Montreal 3. Lafleur coming out rather gingerly on the right side. He gives it into Lemaire, back to Lafleur. Oh! The sickest Montreal Canadiens podcast. You're in the bomb! Sports entertainment like no other. Rejoint, on lui fait perdre la rondelle une passe devant. Et c'est la you found the dogs! John, you found the dogs! He found the dogs! And all together they worked the young team to the top. And now a 24th Stanley Cup banner will hang from the rafters of the famous forum in Montreal. The Canadians win the Stanley Cup. Brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Driven to be different. 8.6 beer. Intense by nature. And Lacage. If the last time you went to Lacage was when the Habs won the cup, it's time you went back to Lacage. It's going to be sick. Marinero, the sick podcast on this Wednesday, November 30th. It is just a couple of minutes past uh, 10 p.m. Eastern as I'll try and get my phone out of the way here. It's on a little tripod and there it's out of the camera and just like that. And the can right over here. I probably should have done a, a test, but what do you want to do? It's one of those days. How's everyone doing tonight? You're, we're live on YouTube. We're live on Facebook. We're live on uh, Twitter. And um, to all of you watching on Twitter, our sick army, our community, thanks for being there. And um, we're going to have a good night tonight. We're going to have a fun night because uh, I, I know it's going to be a funny night tonight because Marc-Andre Perrault of TVS Sports is my regular collaborator on Wednesday nights. And uh, I'm going to bring him in, and then we're going to tell you a funny story. Is he there? I would imagine he's there because I think he's been warming up for a while. <laughs> Trust me, I'm, I've been ready for a while. <laughs> so I think it's around 9.05 or so. And, um, you know, I'm set up in my, my basement in my home. I have, like, a, a podcast studio. Uh, if I would move the camera, I, I mean, I, I really I've, – so I've soundproofed – I got soundproofing on my on my ceiling – I got um, I got um, uh, kind of like soundproof boards, uh, one to my left, one to my right. I have uh, a soundproof carpet. I have a uh, I have a, a 4K camera. I have uh, some uh, pretty heavy duty LED lights. I have a uh, uh, Ericsson Tascam uh, Mixcast 4 board. I got a professional microphone from Ericsson as well. I got my tripod with my phone here. I got all my wires. I'm set up. I'm ready to go. So usually what I do, I, I watch my games in the other room and I watch my sports. And then I come over to this room at around 9.30, 9.35 or so. I start getting set up. And uh, Marc-Andre texts me at around 9.05. He says, uh, what's the link? Because we, we have a, a link uh, that we use. Uh, it's kind of like a Zoom link. Uh, but, um, we have a link and I, I send them the link and usually gets the link and it's emailed to him by Agnello and Sammy. And, uh, so I figured, all right, you know, he didn't get it. So I text them the link and I go, here's the link. And he goes, uh, yeah, it's, it's not working. So I text back the same link and he goes, uh, 
okay, yeah, I'm ready to go when you are. I said, Mark Andre, it's 9.05, man. We're on in an hour. Because oh, I, I, I'm an hour early. It, it, that's what happened when you travel too much. Yeah. And uh, I thought I was already in Vancouver, but I made a pit stop in uh, Chile, Calgary, because it's minus 28 with the wind chill here. Yes, because, of course, uh, uh, Vancouver's three hours behind, but Calgary's, but Calgary's two hours behind. It, it, yes, and it, it happens sometimes at the end of a long road trip. Sometimes I'm in my bed, I wake up, and I can't yeah. remember where I am. Okay. So uh, it I happens. You. But, you, were, uh, you, were, you were a little bit off. You were a little bit confused with the times. You've been traveling a lot and all that stuff. Hey, so yeah, but it, you know what? I, Calgary, I had the time eh? to see the. Yeah, it, it's pretty cold. It's uh, windy. It's snowy. But I, I had time to watch the that crazy third period, that crazy finish uh, between the Buffalo and Detroit. So that was good. Yeah, um, the Maple Leafs, by the way, victorious over the San Jose Sharks. And uh, the Ottawa Senators lost again to the Rangers. But uh, most of you already, with a tablet in hand, probably are aware of that. But, uh, yeah, so it's cold in in, in uh, Calgary. There's snow on the ground, right? Yes. No, not that much, but it's cold. And uh, I think it's something like 30, minus 35 in Lake Louise. So, uh, yeah, it's it's chilly. You never know in Calgary. Sometimes yeah. you get here, it's hot because of that uh, Chinook wind, they call yeah. it, that that uh, warm wind coming from the, the mountains. Yeah. So you never know. But – I was ready, but at the beginning of my career, I was not always ready. And I can tell you, I had some brain freezes because of that. I was the, not ready, basically. I, I hear you, bud. We'll get to it in a second. The Sick Podcast brought to you in part by Energy Transportation Group, a leading full-service logistics provider serving all of North America, driven to be different. I, I don't know if it's current because uh, I'm not much into weather, but if it is current, because I saw on social media that Vancouver has a lot of snow as well. I, I think that pretty much everyone has their summer tires. I just don't know if the video is a current video, but I think it is. Yeah. Vancouver got snow, is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, wow. they got snow, and uh, okay. yeah, it's, it, it, it was a weird day. I didn't get my luggage yet. It was a direct flight, so it, yeah, it's weird. You but didn't get your luggage yet? I did not. Direct flight, they, for, they forgot like one truck. Like they did not put... Oh, wow the luggage on the plane. So, so you're, uh, yeah. So because you're going to be in Calgary and then you're going um, to Edmonton. Van- uh, I'm not going to, uh, Renault is going to Edmonton. I'm going to Vancouver for four days and then Seattle for the back-to-back. Okay. So that's why I get just a white plane t-shirt. No, no, I, I hear you, bud. But um, so you pack more than just a carry-on. You actually bring a luggage with you? Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I'm going to the Vancouver Arizona game on Saturday, so I need a suit and need a suit for tomorrow. And oh, then, I see. You see, so yeah, yeah, go with, yeah it's uh, yeah. Sick podcast brought to you in part by Lacash. If the last time you went to Lacash was when the Habs won the cup, it's time you go back to Lacash. The menu will surprise you. All right, we have a lot of uh, a lot to talk about, and not just your travel plans today, of course. <laughs> Uh, let's, let's, let's get to it. Okay. Uh, there's a lot to talk about, but Marty St. Louis, uh, very outspoken last night after the game, blaming the power play or lack thereof. My question to you, is he just a stating the obvious B not happy with his power play coach C 
not happy with his players on the power play. D, all of the above. Uh, I would say C. Uh, Marty St. Louis has been very clear that what he wants is one, two pass, boom, a shot. You want to create chaos. And right now it's not happening. I mean, you had a five on three for almost a minute last night. You got no shot on goal. That's unacceptable. You had almost 12 minutes on the power play and uh, not, well, I, nothing really happened, nothing dangerous. And yeah. it, it comes back to what he was saying. And it, it's basic. And you have the horses to do it. One pass, two pass, maybe three, then you shot. You never know. You might break a stick. You might injure a guy. You might hit the post, have a juicy rebound, and bang, you go for a garbage goal. But right now, nothing is happening. And it gives you the um, 31st power play in the league, uh, not even 15%. And don't tell me you don't have the good players. You have Caulfield. You have Suzuki. You have Monaghan, who is, I mean, who is a pretty good well, he's throwing some good good stuff on the power play right now. So, yeah, I, I don't know. But I, I wouldn't blame the coaches. It's just, you know, it, I don't know. It's You just have to execute the plan. But today at the practice, he spent a lot of time with uh, Kirby Doc uh, working on his, um, his one-timer. He did that. You probably remember with Cole Caulfield, and it, it, it worked uh, almost. The, I think it was the game after. So you never know. But they're working on it. But it's it's you, you can work on it. But at the end of the day, it's simple. So uh, I can't hear you right now. Hold on a second. Can't hear you. All right, here you go. Oh, Good. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. You know, you want to laugh? This one was on me. It was on was my it? end. Yeah. I okay. think what happened was I think when I took a sip of water, yeah. I think I wanted to put myself on mute so that because I've gone back and I've watched some of the shows and watch this. Okay. okay. Watch this. Now we lost them again. Tonight's going to be one of those nights. I'll tell you. Listen no, no, we're, we're we're good. You hear that, right? I did. Okay. So because I've gone back and I've watched the shows and I've heard that, uh, I decided that, you know what? I have a mute button on my board and I have a mute button here on the uh, on, on the software that we're using or the website that we're using. So I decided to hit the mute button. Then what did I do? I, um, I, I didn't take it off. Congrats. I'll That's tell you first. why. I'll tell you why. I don't want to get into it too technically, but I have the the website the streaming service that we use that website 
and I have YouTube open at the same time. So I mute myself on the streaming service when I'm drinking. But if I open the YouTube page, I can't see that I'm muted. You get it? Once I, I went back, it. I saw that I was muted. Anyway, okay. we're going to have okay. fun tonight. Uh, I don't know if you caught um, me and uh, Max Van Hoot last night. Of I did Spa. not. All I right. Not. Me Tell and me Jean-Charles it. Lajoie tonight, GEC, at TVA Sport. But I brought something up. I brought something up. The Canadians, as you know, are doing very, very poorly on the power play. Yes. Last night at one point, they had a five-on-three power play. Jean Charles says he doesn't like when power plays happen at the start of periods. He just finds it takes a while to get into it, and it usually doesn't work out. I said to Jean Charles, I said, when you saw that five-on-three power play, did you think of something? And he looked at me and he said, what are you talking about? And I said, no, tell me what's the first thing that came to your mind, like how they have to get out of this rut. And then he says, tell me. And I said, well, I'm not saying they should have done it, but I thought about something last night on the five on three. Do you have any idea where I'm going with this, Marc-Andre? No idea. You tell me, my friend. Pull the goalie to go six on three. Oh, stop it. Listen to me carefully. Listen to me carefully. Marty St. Louis is a different kind of cat. And I'm telling you right now, I know why he didn't go for it. And the reason why he didn't go for it is I don't think the league is too crazy about teams pulling the goalie on a power play. Uh, You don't see it very often. You don't see it very often, especially in the beginning of the season. And uh, with all the sports books attached to the National Hockey League and betting on games and this and that, I think it's actually something that worries them. Also, the Canadians fan base, some of them are saying, oh, they're tanking. When they don't win games, they say they're tanking. When they win games, they don't talk about that stuff. If he pulls his goalie and they give up a goal, you're going to have a bunch of fans criticizing. You're going to have a bunch of fans saying, you see, you see, they're tanking, they're throwing away the season. I told this to Jean Charles earlier tonight, and I'm going to tell you right now. Cut the tape. Save this. November 30th, 10.15 p.m. Eastern. The second the Canadians are out of the playoff race, you're going to see they're going on a power play and they're pulling the goalie. Remember what I told you. I'll remember, but uh, I I, I don't think Marty St. Louis is coaching thinking what the league is thinking, thinking what the, the fans are. I, I don't think at one nothing it was, I mean, if, if it's 3 nothing, you want to create something. Maybe, maybe, I don't think so, but maybe. At one nothing, forget it. Not going to happen. I tell you that when they're going to be out of contention, they're going to do it. That's a different story. But yesterday, not a chance. Not okay. a chance. Yeah, no, yesterday, not a chance. They're not in contention. But when they're out of contention, they're going to do it. And by the way, they'll do it more than once. And yes, and yes, sure. you know, Fedorov's done it several occasions in overtime in the KHL three on three. Hey, Patrick Watt did it a couple of weeks ago. A couple of weeks. Because somebody's saying foolishness, wake up. Hey, Patrick Waugh did it a couple of weeks ago with 10 minutes left in the game. 
10 minutes left in the game. In the KHL, they've done it three-on-three overtime to go four-on-three in the overtime. Marty St. Louis is going to do it. And, folks, for all of you telling me that it's a foolish take, the second that they do it, I will come back and I will remind you that I said it. And then I'll probably and then I'll probably even give you more. You gotta take off your shirt. And, and, and yeah, then and then I'm well, I'm not gonna you know what? Uh, yeah, 20 years ago I would have taken off my shirt. I'm not taking it right now. Uh, you know, <laughs> I uh, I want people to love my hair and my bluish green eyes and stuff like that. Uh, I take off my shirt, forget about it, it's all over. Oh, okay. Um and then uh you know what? Um after they do it, maybe I'll give you a little bit more intel on that story. Yuri uh, okay. Slavkowski, okay. we talked about him yesterday too. I, I can't yeah. see him playing on a fourth line anymore. It, it's 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 yeah. it's starting to affect my health. That, are you like it, it's hard on your breathing or what? It, you know what? I have intestinal pain. Um, it's uh, my blood pressure rises. I have different symptoms. I think I think Marty Saint Louis is scratching his head on how to use Slavkovsky, like the, the best use it could do. Because I, I, I don't know, it's, it, his, uh, his time on ice is like that. Uh, he was on the second line for whatever time and then back on the fourth. And he's got his power play time. What I really liked about Slavkovsky last night, he yeah. had a good zone entrance at one point, but he blocked a shot. I think, I'm not sure. I think it was three, nothing. And he put himself in danger blocking a shot. I really like that. Yeah. I, I, I really something... like our number one pick overall to block shots too. So he can break a hand yeah. like Brendan Gallagher broke it twice. Mapper, what are you talking about? You really liked them blocking a shot. Yeah. It, it, it tells me that, Whatever, wherever they are in the, the 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 standings, whatever is the score, they're gonna they're willing to do whatever it takes. I, I mean, come on, it, it's it, you know how important it is for your your teammates. You never know what your where the shot is gonna end. Mm-hmm. I really like that, but it's not it's not the same as going in the front of the net when it's your Shea Weber. It's not the same, but I I really. I've noticed it. Same thing with Caden Gooley, who blocked a big shot on the PK in the first period. For me, it tells me a lot about this young group. Yeah. It tells me about the will to do anything it's going to take to win. I, I really like that. Yeah. Uh, hey, listen, I want to let you know we're having some slight connection issues. Obviously, this is not on you. The good news is that we can hear you. The okay. bad news is that you jam up every now and then. Now, usually oh, the connection has been... Me. Usually the connection has been great, okay? But I have to ask you, did you check into a Motel 8 this time or what? <laughs> no, I'm, I, I'm at the Marriott downtown. It's oh, you're at the Marriott. Hotel. You're, you're, yeah, everything, you're, everything is normal. And, uh, well, you're, you know what? It, it's a you're, not, you're, not at the, uh, you're not at the Motel Ideal back in the day where you rented for four <laughs> hours for, uh, for uh, $35. And, uh, you, uh, yeah, yeah, well, that, well let, let's see what the number of... Uh, of uh traveling i'm i'm doing i i you know i have good bosses that that's hey i i wanted to tell you before i tell forget. me tell me uh daryl sutter today he's yeah. by the way he's one of my favorite i 
kind of have a man crush on him. He's he's a, I mean, he's just an entertainer. He still owns his farm. Wow, geez, like, I thought you had a man crush on me. Also, I I mean, I oh, I like nice people. I uh, like I, um, yeah, genuine well, people. Yeah, authentic people. Yes. Okay? Yes. So Daryl Sutter is still owning his farm. He tell, talk to him about farming, and he's your friend for life. Okay. So, anyways, today he's uh, he's talking about Sean Monahan, saying that if if he would had a long term deal with the Flames, he would be the captain. That's first. Second. Yeah. He said. Whatever, if you're in the rebuild, the reset, the re whatever, you need good persons, good teammates, and the guys who can who always compete. He says, Sean Monahan, check, check, check. How in the world did that trade happen? Knowing that Daryl Sutter is Thinking and saying that about Sean Monahan. Yeah, well, sometimes coaches um, can make a trade happen or stop a trade from happening. And it leads me to believe that, unfortunately, he didn't win out on this one. By the way, I have something for you, as you know. When you said you have a man crush on Daryl Sutter, uh, for yeah. those who are watching, we've shared the story in the past that uh, you went out with a young lady once upon a time who wore a shirt about Tony Marinaro. And this is before you and I actually knew each other. And it made you a little bit uncomfortable. And you told her, if you want to wear this shirt, you can wear it. But do not wear it when we go out on dates or when we're together. Correct? That's the story, right? That's correct. Yeah. Obviously, I, I'm not going to show her, but cropped it out. And look at this. Can we Can we see it here? Hold on a second. Let me see how we can see it here. Hold on. You're going to bring that up how many times? <laughs> hold on. Hold on a second. <laughs> Just read it. Um, you see it? I, I, I see it. I see I'm, it. Uh, I'm a... Uh, I mean, I've I'm seen a... it. You, you like... Uh, bringing that up, like pretty much every time we yeah. text or we talk. So yeah. yes, I have seen it. Yeah, yeah. It uh, it uh, it made me laugh. It made me laugh. You should so send me a shirt like that, so I can. You know, it. well, can I tell you something? I mean, I I um, I I didn't come out with those shirts. She had it made. Oh really? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't. Yeah, yeah. it's even I, worse. I, I think if I recall the story that she was part of a uh, a wolf pack at the time, you know, three or four friends like uh, yeah, like probably. Alan, Stu, Doug, and uh, what's the other one's name? Is it Brian from that? What was his name from the Hangover? Alan, Stu, Doug, and the other one is who? I don't know. I didn't watch that. It's not you, me. I, you I, never hold on a second. You never watched the Hangover? I did not. Oh, the hang. Listen, you have no idea what you're missing, bud. Well, fun, alcohol, uh, Vegas, it's not me. It's, Did, it's just not me. <laughs> okay. Do you like comedies? I do. This is the funniest movie of all time. I will watch it, I promise. The Hangover. I'm telling How you, watch it. It's going to change your life. Okay, I will. 
There's three hangovers. In my opinion, the original one, number one, is the best one. Okay. But they're all worth watching. Okay. They're all worth watching. Frank says I should invite you to my spa, and maybe we can watch it together. I mean, I, I'm open-minded, so let's... Uh... It's, it's, absolutely, it's absolutely fantastic. Um, <laughs> so what about Sean Monaghan? Daryl Sutter. <laughs> yeah, so no, look... Um, I mean, they gave seven times seven to Nazem Kadri. Yeah. But to make space for him, they got rid of Sean Monaghan. You you got you, you got to think it's, it's the it's the GM's doing right. Like you just got to think it's the GM's well, doing. Like, and no. Kent Hughes is a genius. Oh, I think he's I think he's a genius because he's going to be able to trade him before the deadline, and can I think he's going to get a first round pick. Can you imagine? I yeah. Mean, can I, you imagine? <laughs> I think he's going to get a first-round pick. And you know what? I know Kent Hughes told um, Anthony Martineau of TVS Sports that, you know, his goal is to go out and get a third yeah. first-round pick in the 2023 draft. Yeah, I think he's going to end up having four. I, I don't know. He's not going to speak four times on the podium, but it's it's something, you know, if you want to. For you can use it for trades or whatever, but Mapper that would Mapper, be amazing. But maybe not like if the 2023 draft is going to be one of the two deepest drafts in the history of the National Hockey League, especially two rounds deep, uh, like 2003, and that's the draft that it's being compared to. If they have four picks, they might use all four, man. Why wouldn't never they? Know. Not you, you never know, but it's it's like like having four jokers. Yeah. In, in your deck, so you yeah, remember I, the I, the, uh, the 2003 draft. I think Getzloff went something like 19th, yeah, and Perry uh, went something uh, like no, 23. Perry, no, I, it was it was 20 something. Let's uh, hold on a second. I, I, yeah, it was my friend. Uh, uh, hold on a second. Uh, Getzlaff was selected. Sorry about that. Oh, 19 Getzlaff. And Perry twenty-eight. Nineteen gets left, and Perry twenty-eight. Wow, what a draft! Yeah, so uh, what a draft. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the Sick Podcast brought to you in part by eight point six beer, intense by nature of the beer. For those who follow their instinct and live their passions in order to make their mark, I want to let you know that Chris from Six Sports Cards La Tornade. Uh, well, you know this is our Six Sports Cards segment, I should say, but you know Sport La Tornade Sports Cards is going to join us a little bit later on in about uh, 10 or 15 minutes or so. We're having a lot of fun here. I'm looking forward to seeing Tyler Toffoli in the game tomorrow. You know, yep. uh, here's a guy who signed with the Montreal Canadiens as an unrestricted free agent. He took less money that he could have got on the marketplace. He really wanted to come back and play in Canada. He really wanted to play for the Canadians. He absolutely loved it here. He didn't say no to a trade, obviously not. He got reunited with Daryl Sutter with whom he won the Stanley Cup in Los Angeles, but he would have been happy to stay here. You know, I really like Tyler Toffoli. He gave the Canadians really good value. He gave them everything he had. Well, I mean, that that's another great move by uh, by the Canadians. He, he's doing well here. and I mean, uh, Daryl Sutter really loves Tyler Toffoli. He's a shooter. He scored a big goal uh, in the last game. Was it, I think, it, yeah, against the, the Panthers. But you got a first rounder, Emil Heineman. We'll see. He had a pretty good camp, so it's it's. Uh, 
how do you say that? Gestion des actifs. Asset management. Asset management from it's again, it's above average for, for Kent Hughes and Tarot Foley is doing great. It, it's, it's, I think it did work. It's the perfect trade for both teams. Yeah. And uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens next. But uh, I can you imagine yeah. Sean Monahan signing there next year? Let's say he's traded. And, yeah. I mean, yeah. So. Anyways, I like Monahan, cool. by the way. I like Monahan. I hope that Slavkovsky can play a couple of games in a row with Monahan because a couple of weeks ago we what saw helped? him with Dvorak and Gallagher. One yeah. game later, he was back down on the fourth line and Dadanov was on that line. Look, I've talked about getting Dadanov playing time. I've talked about him putting in in winning situations as well because you want to try and up his value because you want to get something for him. But I have to tell you, man, with all due respect to the player, I'm having a really hard time watching Dadanov play hockey. Like every time he's on the ice, I go into one of those moments where I'm contemplating. I keep watching him. Yeah. I go to the laundry room and drink Javel. Or I go upstairs in my kitchen, grab a fork, and stick it in my eye. And I always contemplate between the three. And I just figure that drinking Javel or sticking a fork in my eye are probably not the best things for my gut or my eye. So I end up continuing watching that and not play. But it's getting to okay. the point where I might drink the Javel instead. I mean, I'm, I'm not... I don't think... Uh... Health Canada is, uh, think it's a good idea, but no, and this is not recommended folks. This is like the WWE. Please do not try this at home. Okay. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, this could be dangerous. You never know, but yeah, that enough. I think the plan was to give him good minutes and maybe uh, make his value go up. But I, well, you said it, I mean, nothing is happening. Nothing is going to happen. He's not bad. He's just, you know, normal. He has some good flashes, but not enough to 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 wish that you know we Montreal can get anything from him. It's going to be interesting with when the the injured players uh, are going to come back. I mean, you're going to have to make some big decision. What are you mm-hmm. going to do? What are you going to do? Insta Custom says. He doesn't think that uh, Monaghan will fetch a first at the deadline or before because he's on an expiring contract. He doesn't have a contract at the end of the year. Agree Uh, or disagree? Disagree. Sherrod did exactly that. Sherrod did exactly that. And Monaghan is a better hockey player than Ben Sherrod. And no disrespect to Ben Sherrod. He's... He is built to for for the playoffs. So is Monahan, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Because Sherrod, and, Mark Bergevin had signed them to a three-year deal at ten point five, three point five per season, final year of his deal, and he traded yeah. him uh, before and the deadline. He, You're right. And, and and then Florida lost him for nothing because he signed with the the Red Wings. So, but no, it, it's the opposite because Monahan, let's say Montreal retained half of his his salary, so. A team that has a chance to win the cup. Normally, they're pretty close to the the, the plafond salarial, so you don't have that that much money to spend. You get a guy who, because you never know. Let's say I don't know. Uh, let 
any team and there's an, an injured player, you can put Monaghan anywhere and he's going to do the job. So, and then after you don't, you don't have to, to, to pay him for the, the, the year after it doesn't affect your, your, uh, your plafond salarial. So no, it's, it's actually a very good thing that Sean Monaghan is UFA at the end of this season. It, it, it makes his value higher. All right, so is there anything that we haven't said about Dadanov that you'd like to get off your mind? Like, what do we do here? Well, for now, there's no rush. You wait. When Hoffman and Duhoy are back, you take decisions. But now it's going to be what something like when they're going to be back. Well, I'm guessing 25, 26 games. I mean, you know what you have to do. It's uh, it's almost one-third of the season. You know what you have to do. You know with uh, which horses you want to, you know, keep on growing. So we'll see. But, you know, let's, let's say he's, he's on the bubble. All right. Okay. Um, this whole situation between Jake Allen and Samuel Montembeau, Marty St. Louis a couple of days ago says that Jake Allen's his number one goalie. If you take a look at his, say. if you take a look at his stats, clearly he's not. Now, what I found curious in this entire situation is that Marty St. Louis doesn't go out of his way to say that Suzuki's the number one center or that Monaghan's the number two or that uh, Dvorak's the number two or Dvorak's three and Monaghan's two or vice versa. He doesn't go out of his way to say that Jake Evans is the number four. He doesn't go out of his way to say that Cole Caulfield's the first line winger and he doesn't go out of his way to say that Josh Anderson's the second line winger. So my question to you is, my question to you is, why did he go out of his way, in your opinion, to say that Jake Allen's his number one goalie? Players coach, he wants to bring the confidence back to Jake Allen because I, I really do think that in his mind, well, I mean, it's, it's, it's obvious. Jake Allen is, was number one goalie. Uh, I, I think Samuel Montabo is better than they expected. I'm not sure they... I'm not sure they fully trust that Samuel Montabo can keep the pace. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen in the next four games. So, you, you, so, so, so you, if I, I don't want to put words in your mouth. You're not overly convinced that this is the real Montabo. Are you, are you saying that you think I, I he might be saying, playing over his head? No, no, that's not what I'm saying. Okay. I'm, just, I'm just saying I'm not sure that... The organization uh, is uh, fully uh, confident with him being the number one goalie I got on it. the Pardon me. short or, or long term. Uh, in the next four games, you have to split, right? Yeah. You have to split because there's a back-to-back, back-to-back Vancouver-Seattle. You have to give Sam at least one start. He deserves it. And you want to send the right message to Sam Montembeau and his teammates the message that uh, you're going to be rewarded if you do the right thing, if you play well. And Samuel Montabo is the, the perfect athlete right now. I mean, he's not saying anything. He's taking his pill, and he's playing yeah. great. I, You know so, what? I have, a, I have a lot of respect for him, eh, Mapper, because I'll put up my hand right now uh, and, and say that, you know what, I was wrong. Because when I saw Montembeau goal the first couple of times, my head told me that this guy's not an NHL goalie. But he works really hard. 
His progression in the last year has been admirable. Yeah. And and I think the cool part is that he can actually even still play better. I think he has a ceiling that he hasn't hit yet. And I'm, I'm, I'm really proud uh, that he was able to prove me wrong. And yeah. I don't think I'm alone, by the way. I think there were no. others that when they saw him goal, they said, my God, this guy's just, he looked all wrong. Like I just thought his, his, his technique was wow. without being a goalie expert. I thought his technique was way, way off, but I think the organization agreed with you because I mean, you, you he's remember, a gamer, man. They, they, they brought up Primo to, to make him play instead of Montabo when there was injuries. So I, the, the, the organization was thinking the same way as you, but let's not forget he was injured last year as well. Yes. The wrist that doesn't help. And all the credit goes to him and Eric Raymond. They, they did a great job. I'm not saying he is a number one goalie in the league. That's not what I'm saying. Okay. But let he, he deserves the trust. He deserves the, the chance to prove himself. And you never know. Maybe Sam Montembeau, at the end of the day, will be your backup goalie for years to come. And right now, right now, right now, if you have a backup goaltender like Samuel Montembeau, mm-hmm. you're in business. It's uh, but- it's probably it's probably a crazy question, but it wouldn't be the first one that I asked that's crazy, and I'm going to ask it anyway. Seeing as they extended Jake Allen, do you think that there's a possibility that they're spotting Montambo, giving him good games. He has good stats. And they'll try and trade him, considering he was picked up off of waivers. So you get a guy for free, you play him, you bring up his value, you trade him, you get something. I know you just said, don't be surprised if Montambo is your backup for years to come. But would you be shocked if they traded him? No. Well, you, you can expect the unexpected in the in hockey. We, history tells the same. But right now, I mean, you don't want to go. I, I I think Jake Allen when they signed him, I think the plan was to trade him. But now, uh, his value is is very low. And I'm not saying that Jake Allen is a bad goaltender. And Let's be careful here. Mm-hmm. He's a good goaltender. He, mm-hmm. I mean, he has good stats in his career. It, it's been a, a, a little, you know, downslope in the last two or three years, but he is not a bad goaltender. He is yeah. having a bad uh, sequence, and it, it, it's a tough one because he's allowed uh, 22 goals in the last five starts, 10 times out of 14 allowed three goals or more mm-hmm. it's a bad start for jake allen but don't let's not start saying he's bad he's never been good it is not true jake allen is a good goaltender he is a good he goaltender is, he, he i mean he's uh, he's a number one goaltender in the league he could be or whatever he he, he proved that he can be now it's tough and now malta is playing well so you have to go with your Best horse. Hey, right Marc-Andre, you want a sick truth? You want a sick truth? Yeah. 
a couple of years ago, he was better than Carey Price in the regular season. Well, that's... Uh... I didn't say he was a better goalie. I, 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 I'm not saying he's a better goalie. I said a couple of years ago in the regular season, he was a more consistent goalie than Carey Price. Oh, obviously, Carey Price was the guy they happen. had to play in the playoffs, obviously. But yeah. uh, Jake Allen, he's not a 1A in his prime, and he's probably, you know, better than a number two. We agree so, on that. So he's probably, you know, that. in his prime, he was probably a 1B. Fortunately for him, he's not in his prime right now, but yeah. uh, I think everyone's pulling for him to turn around, unless, uh, uh, of course, with the exception of those uh, who are really in favor of the rebuild, and uh, if he has a terrible season, it's okay. Hey, uh, it is um, where you are in Calgary. It is 8.41 p.m. right now because it's 10.41. You're going to go to bed at 8.41? Oh, yeah. I mean, well, I, again, with the, I, I'm doing so many games on the road. Can you imagine if I yeah. start going out every time I'm in a new city? I won't make it. So, I'm, you know, I drink my, my healthy juice. Oh, you, oh, your healthy juice, yeah. Do you, you bring, uh, uh, you pick it up somewhere or you bring your, blend, your, no, you bring I, your blender with you on the road? What do you do no, here? No, I... I I pick it up. I eat my okay. veggies, my fruits, and my everything. I, I'm I'm not what I was before when I started. Let's put it that way. <laughs> oh, okay, so you have you you have your veggies. You have your healthy juice with you. Well, good for you, man. I'm trying, but good uh, for yeah, you. Stuff because though you know you go at the lounge and there's so chips and candies. Yeah, I know. I understand for candies. I'd love to live in a world where I can go to bed at like 8.41 p.m., but obviously this show, I never finish before 11, and it seems like I never get to bed before midnight. Well, I'm going to have a a snore for you, uh, my friend. Yeah. Yeah. There are nights when I do get to bed at uh, midnight, but I actually only end up falling asleep at around 3.30 in the morning. But uh, that's uh, another story for another day. Hey, Thank you for doing this, man. We'll talk My to pleasure. you again. Well, what, what are the Canadians going to do in uh, Calgary, in uh, Edmonton, I... in Vancouver, and in Seattle? Give me a prediction. Let's go. Away. Mocham. One out of four. One win out of four. One win out of four. Yeah. Ça la tank. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. Uh... Cheers, my friend. See everyone. All right. There you have it. Uh, shop all your sports license, lifestyle apparel, including hoodies, caps, and T-shirts. Huh? Look at this one. Uh, from all your favorite teams and all major leagues, as well as our sick merchandise at sportbuffshop.com. Use code SICK10 for 10% off on all of their items. With that said, I promised you Chris Latornad. It's now time for us to talk sick sports cards. Sick sports cards. Presented by Sports Latornad. Hey, buddy. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Very, very good. Six sports cards presented by Sport La Tornade. Sports cards, collectibles, and more. Visit the store at 1 Avenue de la Fabrique in Vaudreuil, Dorian. I actually um, Googled you earlier this morning. Uh, I could have actually just as easily sent you a text message. I wanted to see what time you opened that, and it said you opened at 11 o'clock this morning. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah, I had an errand to run, and I wanted to see if I could have made it to Vaudreuil in time because, as you know, I sent you some text messages about some 
soccer players cards that I'm looking at. I um I purchased some cards from you the other day. Yes, you did. Yeah, and yeah. I'm still working. I'm still working on your list here. I, I have your yeah. list, and I'm working on it. Yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty happy with what I got. In the end, what did I get? I got about ten cards for a hundred dollars. Yeah, you did okay. actually, and I yeah, and I'm I'm still working here. See, it says Tony. Oh, we're, look we're, at that. Okay, yeah, very good. Oh, thank you very much. Your stack is growing. Um, if all goes well, if all goes well, uh, I might try and drop by to come see you tomorrow afternoon. Um. I want to watch the Canada game, of course, between 10 and noon. Uh, then I'll have a, a bite to eat with my buddy. And then maybe after that in the afternoon, what time you close your store tomorrow? Uh, 8 o'clock tomorrow. Ah, 8 o'clock tomorrow night. Okay. All right. That's yep. pretty cool. Hey, um, I, I have something I want to show you in a second. But I, a lot of people have been asking me and a lot of people wondering and a lot of people are on the chat right now on YouTube, especially, uh, which we're live on YouTube. Subscribe to our uh, our, uh, our YouTube channel. It's absolutely free. You're going to love it. And if you like what you're hearing and like what you're seeing, um, hit the like button, uh, share it with your friends, of course, share it on social media and, um, you know, comment sick S I C K Chris, how'd you get started in the business? Well, it was, uh, while I was a kid, like, uh, five years old, I was, uh, playing hockey and, uh, got all those packs, uh, after every game. I, you know, it's kind of one of those things where you score a goal, your parents buy you a pack of cards, and away you go. Hopefully, for you, you scored a lot of goals, bud. <laughs> I had my, I had my years, yeah. You know, I'm going to share a story that I'm sure you've heard like a thousand times, right? And I'm going to show you what it is. I keep my cards in here. It's a shoebox, right? And... um I had a lot of these as a kid. I'm sure you've heard this story a million times. And you know what? I don't even want to go, like, if I had the chance to go back to actually see what was in the box, I'd rather not see it because now it would hurt me because my mother ended up throwing all those shoe boxes away. There's one thing you need to know about Italian households, right? If you don't touch something in your closet, you don't wear something in your closet, you don't put it to use for more than, like, a month, you actually put it in garbage bags and you give it away. Okay. And I don't know how many cards went to somebody else, but they did. And uh, I'm not pretty happy. I'm like, I'm not overly happy about that. But so I have, um, I have this because, um, you know, at some point I started collecting a little bit, like not a lot, like I really have nothing, but there's a couple of cards that I'm really curious to show you. And I don't know if you would know off the top of your head what they're worth. Or what they aren't worth, but uh, here I'll just try. So I got this hot rookies, PK Subban. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh, uh, so well, see, off the top of my head, I don't have the prices in front of me, but I can what I can do is I can explain to you how to find it. Okay, so this is a, a card by score, by the way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, how, yeah how do score, I find that? Yeah. Scores no longer around, uh, so those those cards are not worth that much. But uh, as, as are, luck would have it. Yeah. Exactly. But you know what? There's. It's it's fine. Um, if you ever want to look up those cards, the best place to go is on eBay. Uh, now, the one thing that people get fooled with is they go on eBay and they uh, they just look at what's for sale and they see the big price, but what you got to look for is go in the filter and look at what's sold already. So if you take the, the average of the sold price, uh, 
that'll give you an idea. Got it. Uh, Raymond Singh, Singh sign sold for a couple of days in a row now. I mention it. Uh, what it's going to get me, I don't know. I have a feeling it'll get me nothing. But anyway, that's okay as long as I have a support. He says, can you ask Chris if he would buy my whole collection of hockey cards from the 90s? Uh, you could always you can always bring it in. So the 90s are a little bit touchy. They overproduce a lot of cards, and a lot of them are not worth anything in the 90s, unfortunately. But uh, I always encourage to come in and have a look. That way there I can uh, I can look through it, and I can give you an idea pretty quickly. Okay. All right. So why don't I do this? I'm going to take out. I should have had them ready here. I'm going to take out a couple of cards here. Okay. All right. Is this a rookie card? Yes or no? Uh, who is that? Eric that's... Lindros. No, that's with his, uh, his OHL team, right? Yeah, with the Oshawa Generals. And, no. and I, I put a little sticker here saying rookie because I thought it was his rookie card, but obviously I know nothing. That's not his well, rookie card. Well, there is there is different variations of rookie cards. So some okay. sometimes people some people will consider that a rookie card, but uh, there's a lot of debate a lot of times of what is the true rookie, especially when it comes to baseball and stuff like that. They're some of their some of their uh, rookies are are like on three three different seasons, depending on how many games they play. So okay, um, is um, by any chance it's an OPG card? Is this Luke Robitaille's rookie card? Would you know? Uh, yeah, that uh, yeah, that one looks that one looks familiar. Yeah. So, yeah, the older the older stuff. I st- I don't have a lot of the older stuff lately, but um, there's still there's still uh, a niche for that. There's still people looking for those. So if you wanna if you wanna look that up on eBay, you could look through the the sold items and you you can find uh, what it's worth. I think it's a, I think it's a 96, 97. I have this card here, upper deck. It's um, it says a world junior tournament and it's Alex Kovalev. Yeah. Now, that's a... now look, hold on a second. You know, this, this protector that I have, it says rookie card, but it doesn't mean it's a rookie card, right? I just use them as a protector. Right. But right. is this, is this a rookie card by any chance? Or... That, that card is actually very popular. I've seen that card a lot. Um, is it a rookie card? I don't think so, but, uh, it's definitely in his younger years. And, uh, that card does circulate a lot in the, in the hobby. Well, that's, that's not a good thing to hear though. Right. When you say I've seen that card a lot, I shouldn't be happy about that. Right. Uh, no, actually I've seen it. Actually, it's something that people have gotten graded from what I saw lately. Uh, you know, it's, it's like, it's, and plus he was popular. So, uh, Okay. Uh, this one here is from uh, Upper Deck. Matt Sundin. Matt Sundin, yeah. That also, same thing as the uh, Kovalev. That also circulates. Uh, we see those. Unfortunately, those are those are all cards from the '90s, also. So they don't have a they don't hold as much value. They don't have as much value as say the cards now. Yeah, but as luck, uh, as luck would have it, I have the same one for Peter Forsberg. Yeah, though that's yeah exactly. You're pulling out all the classic ones. Yeah, yeah, I'm pulling out all the ones that aren't worth any and worth nothing. That's really really good. I have um, this one here from Chris Pronger. You ever see this one before? Or? Uh, yes, I have. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, yeah. Okay, so now let, let me ask you: this. Am I ever going to be rich at some point here, or am I, I sitting on three dollars a card here? What am I doing here? No, 
Uh, you're, right. you're definitely you're definitely not going to be rich on what you showed me, but uh, oh, that's that's great. That's great. But but it but it piques a lot of interest. Those cards, like uh, oh, that's you know, great, yeah. anybody anybody of our age, uh, anyone's yeah. uh, that watched hockey in the '90s and stuff and knew those guys. There's some people that appreciate more of that stuff than the newer stuff. So yeah, there's there's different kinds of collectors, right? I was I was all excited. I was all excited. Uh, I thought I had some pretty good cards. It seems like everyone has these cards that I have and they're worth nothing. And uh, this guy tells me that it piques a lot of interest. Look how many of those, I was so excited. Look how many of those, uh, those Chris Pronger cards that I had. I was so excited. I was convinced that it was worth something. It's worth nothing. And this guy tells me that it piques a lot of interest. Yeah. So does my hair and so do my eyes. Well, that's Um, a good, it's a good thing that it's a good thing that you were, you were focused on certain players of your era and and stuff like that. So that's, Please tell me this this scorecard of Marty Brodeur is worth something. Uh, not much. Not much. Oh, that's yeah. I had about ten of those too. Okay. Yeah, you're you're not you're not rich yet. Okay, so I'm starting to think then, as I'm going to go through them here very quickly. Uh, Nicholas Lidstrom. Okay, I'm starting yeah. to think that uh, my most popular card then is. This one over here. Any one of those guys that's a Hall of Famer is always good to have. Lionel Messi? Yeah, there you go. That's a nice Now, one. hold on a second. I have two of them. Which Would you know which one is? Uh, yeah, the gold one. The gold one? Yeah, the gold one. Yeah, that okay. one. Okay, what is this worth? That's about $75. That's $75 I, uh, for that card? Yeah, that's about $75 for that one. Okay. All right. Soccer cards, football cards, baseball cards, hockey cards, you name it. If somebody wants to collect, but they only want to collect basketball cards, but they only want to collect one particular sport, which cards should they collect and why? Uh, so that, that, that's, that's a good question. I, I love when people come in, they're new and they're, they're asking me about those kind of things. Um, so what I try to do is I try to line them up. First of all, you got to pick your sport. Um, you don't you don't want to collect too much stuff where you get lost in in, in the whole thing. So you want to k- pick that sport. You want to either pick a team or a player to go with, and uh, and try and stick with that and stick within your budget. So um, right now, a lot of people are into the soccer, into the World Cup, but. Uh, yeah, so if you if you pick a player for say, mm-hmm. um, you you can you can focus on getting that player, and I I uh, suggest that people stick with rookies. Um, if you if you go to hockey per se, um, you go with the series one, the series two, which is popular, comes out same date every year, and people like the young guns uh, that we showed to Cole Caulfield on one of the episodes. People like to collect the young guns. There's 50 young guns per set. People like to do that set, and I like to say that that's a very good starting point is to start there. And if you have, if you want to go into the upper, the, the bigger market, and you want to go into the higher level cards, you can. But uh, you just got to be careful. And, and the young guns are the most popular when it comes to trading. Mm-hmm. So if you if you want to go to shows and uh, you, you know most of the booths they have, they, you know they have a lot of young guns. If you go to trade like uh, trade nights, 
we're having a, we're having a trade night here at the at the store on December 10th. Anyone can bring their boxes of cards, and we we just everyone sets up and we just trade cards. So uh, rookies, young guns are definitely a good starting point for that. Okay, well, listen, I love you, but I mean, how am I going to win a trade versus a guy like you? Like that's uh, that's uh, you know that's uh, it's not going to work out well for me. Well, it's I, I'm not like my my name is worth way more than way more than the like good I'm answer gonna... good answer i know it is you're a man of integrity i know that you wouldn't pull a fast one on anyone i read you the first time i met you but i'm just playing with you but uh, <laughs> no that's that's pretty good you know what um december 10th that falls on one day is that a saturday what is that that is a, that is a saturday yeah that's a saturday that is a saturday and what yeah. time are you going to be doing that that's from noon to five Maybe uh, maybe if we can get, like, everyone watching right now on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter, we can get everyone to your store that day. And yeah. uh, maybe I'll come in and I'll, uh, you know, I'll, I'll hang out with you for a bit and stuff like that. And give me an opportunity to maybe to shake meet. some hands and say hi to everybody. Yeah, we can meet some viewers for sure. All right. And so uh, I think you gave the advice for those who don't collect but are probably thinking of collecting. Your advice, stick with rookie cards. Stick with rookie cards and stick within your budget. Don't don't try to overdo it all in the first month because I see a lot of people start big and then they they crash and burn. So you want to start slow. Start with the rookie cards. Get uh, find a team or a player and a sport and stick with that. Okay, so in, in I want to get back to you starting in the business. Uh, you you were playing and uh, when you were playing, your parents would buy you a pack of cards every now and then. So you started to collect. At one point, though, did you say, "You know what? I want to do this for a living"? Was there was there was there uh, was there some kind of sign that was sent to you that you said, "Hey, you know what? This could be a real good business. It could be a profitable yeah. business, and it could be one that I, I, you know, what I can enjoy." So, like uh, like I mentioned in the first episode, I was in the army for many years, and I uh, I always had it in the back of my mind where one day I want to be my own boss. I want to do my own thing. And I want to, I really want to do like, you know, everyone says you want to do your passion. So I, I just followed suit with that. I, I made it work. I, I started doing uh, live openings of boxes and stuff online, uh, live on my kitchen table. That's how it started. And uh, people were joining in, people were buying, buying cards online, stuff like that. And I just, you know, I was really uh, taking up a lot of room in my basement. I had a whole collection in my basement, moved in with uh, with my wife. And, uh, you know, now that we have kids, there's no room for sports cards. So uh, to the store we went. Uh, I got it. I got it. And uh, the kids are old. There were one and a half, three and a half. Okay. So they're too young to start collecting, but. Which oh, yeah. cards have you actually collected for them that you are not going to sell, that you have put in a vault, and uh, it's going to be the kids' college education fund maybe one day? <laughs> have you put any of those aside that are yeah, cards yes. that you have that you say, you know what, I am not selling these cards? Yes, I do have I do have a collection of Tiger Woods. Uh, Tiger Woods was always my my biggest collector. Uh, I do have Ronald Acuna Jr. from uh, the Atlanta Braves. I'm a big Atlanta Braves fan. I, I collect Ronald a lot, so I have a lot of Ronald Acuna Jr. I have Tiger Woods. I do have McDavid. Uh, all that stuff. All those big cards are in a vault. Uh, Tiger Woods cards. Talk to me. What are we talking about here? So uh, 
I actually just completed a set of Tiger Woods. It's actually, you know, the leaderboard uh, at the Masters and stuff. It, they took the letters from the leaderboard and made it into cards. And he autographed every one. And each card was only each card was numbered to ten. So there's only ten of each letter. Wow. So I was so yeah. They're card let they're called letterboard marks. And I actually completed. I I put it on my uh, on my Spalletonad page. I actually completed the name Tiger Woods. So you can you put. I have all ten cards uh, spelling out Tiger Woods, and that's a complete set. And uh, I I think that that is the only set in the world. There might be one or maybe another one, but I really doubt it. Uh, it's a set that I was able to complete. It's now in a vault and worth a lot of money. Wow. Uh, where's that vault? Is it at your house or at the store? <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, I, li- I like to put them in the, at the, uh, safety deposit box at the, at the bank. That's a, that's a smart place to put it. Chris, yeah. this has been a lot of fun. And once again, reminding everyone that you are, um, and you are in Vaudreuil Dorian at one Avenue de la Fabrique. You're going to be open tomorrow. You're open obviously on Friday, Saturday. And are you open on Sundays? Yes, I am. The only day that we're closed is Mondays. Ah, okay. So uh, hope you, hopefully this uh, brings you more questions and a little bit of traffic, and you and I will talk soon, all right? Thank you. Thanks, my man. There you have it. Chris from Spar Cards La Tornade. Love this guy. Pretty cool guy. Um, you know what? From cards uh, that might be worth the, uh, you know, the price of gold one day to actually going for the gold. Go for gold. A daily World Cup report. Presented by Bijou Trees Bossy. And uh, there you have it, of course. Go for Gold brought to you by Bijou Trees which is on uh, St. Michel. Here you have Bijou Trees They provide a professional service and fine jewelry for over 30 years. Visit the store at 9640 Boulevard St. Michel, of course, in Montreal. You can call them at 514-387-9528. We'll talk to you about what happened at the World Cup today. It was a very, very dramatic day. Man, it was unbelievable. Australia upset Denmark, and there you have it. Denmark is out, and Australia actually goes through to the round of 16. Isn't this absolutely unbelievable? Tunisia beats France by a score. Tunisia beats France by a score of one to nothing. But unfortunately, it's not uh, not enough for Tunisia to advance. So they're eliminated. And and France obviously does go through. France did not start a lot of their regulars. And then once they saw that they were losing the game. But uh, Tunisia scored. And then they parked the bus. And that's what you should do. Uh, Not what every team does. But they did it. And it worked out. But unfortunately, they do not advance. Lionel Messi missed a penalty shot for Argentina in the 39th minute when the game was scoreless. But luckily for Argentina, one minute into the second half, McAllister puts them up by a score of one to nothing. And at the 67th minute, Julian Alvarez scores a beautiful goal. Argentina beat Poland by a score of two to nothing. Now listen to this. Mexico was up on Saudi Arabia by a score of two to nothing. At that point, to determine which team was going to finish second in the group and which was going to go through in Group C, Mexico and Poland were tied. But, and the goal differential was tied. So 
the head-to-head was a tie. The goal differential was a tie. And the third tiebreaker is fair play. It's yellow cards. Poland had less than Mexico. So Poland was going to go through in that respect. Mexico needed to score another goal and win that game 3-0. So they opened up, and unfortunately for them, Saudi Arabia scores to narrow their lead to 2-1. So Mexico is out, and Saudi Arabia is out, and Argentina and Poland go through. There are games tomorrow. These are the games. Canada versus Morocco tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Croatia versus Belgium. We know that Canada is eliminated, but Morocco, Croatia, and Belgium have everything to play for. Two of them are going to go through. At 2 o'clock in the afternoon, it's Japan versus Spain and Costa Rica versus Germany. By the way, I want to let you know that Agnello and I and Sammy and I, we've been talking about it, and we asked you a couple of days ago, what should we do with our sick podcast on the nights that the Montreal Canadiens are playing late-night games. And, for example, they will be playing Calgary Flames tomorrow night at 9 p.m. The game will end anywhere between 11.30 and 11.40 p.m. Eastern. Do we go on then, or do we continue with our normally scheduled 10 p.m. Eastern time? We've decided we're going to continue with our normally scheduled 10 p.m. Eastern time. So what I'm going to do... Tomorrow is I'm going to set up a stand here next to my table and I'm going to put up a big screen and I'm going to be on live YouTube and Facebook and Twitter and I'm going to be watching the game and I know you're going to be watching the game, but you'll have your phone in your hand and it'll give you an opportunity to actually watch the podcast while you're watching the game. So, you know, if you ever wondered what it would feel like to watch a game with Marinero, Even though we're not physically going to be together tomorrow, well, you'll be able to watch me, watch my reactions, if any, whether I'm happy or upset if the Canadians score or get scored on, whether they miss a chance, there's a fight, whatever, you name it, you're going to be able to see me through uh, all my emotions tomorrow night. I think we're going to have a lot of fun. Uh, And I got a story for you, by the way about this kind of stuff, and uh, and uh, it has to do with uh, European soccer. I'll save that story for you for tomorrow. I think we're going to have a lot of fun tomorrow. It's going to be kind of like an original show for us. We've never done anything like that before, and uh, once again, I'm pretty convinced that uh, everyone's going to enjoy it. At least I hope you will. Hey, let's give it a shot, and let's see what happens, uh, and uh, you can expect the unexpected. Special thanks to Energy Transportation Group, as well as 8.6 Beer, and as well as Lacage um, for bringing you the Sick Podcast. Thanks to my Sick Army for being out there in big numbers tonight. I see you on YouTube. I see you on Facebook. I see you on Twitter. Like it. Share it with your friends. If you're going to go listen tomorrow via Google, Apple, or Spotify, leave us a five-star review. It goes a long way. And comment Sick. S-I-C-K, that's our way of feeling the love. Have a great night, everyone. I'm Marinaro. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Tony Marinaro on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. 
The Sick Podcast is brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Driven to be different. 8.6. Intense by nature. And La Cage. If the last time you went to La Cage was when the Habs won the cup, it's time you went back to La Cage. The menu will surprise you. 